It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. MSNBC, CNN, intelligence pundits said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation yet to correct record. That's on Fox News. Washington Examiner Watch, CNN Brian Stelter dismisses Hunter Biden laptop as right-wing narrative just 14 hours ago. Unraveling the tale of Hunter Biden and three and a half million from Russia, the Washington Post, on and on and on. And so many stories, so many people out there taking, and I don't want to use the word credit just to put it in that starker term, but in a sense, credit for the story when it was suppressed, locked down, shut down. And my friend, the former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, who joins me now, was being attacked as a partner with Putin in Russian disinformation. So, Rudy, let's break this down, my friend. Let's let's walk through this. And we've talked about this numerous times. Sure. But, you know, it, it, for me and for you, and, and I'm thinking about our last conversation uh, out in the yard, you know, it's not the salacious, it's the illegal, it's the potential compromise of influence peddling on a president and potential for further decisions. But something that doesn't get a lot of attention, which is part of your expertise, even before this is a federal prosecutor, is what warrants investigation and what would open the door to further inquiry and see where it goes, grand jury or otherwise. So the technical part of this is... is to me, intriguing. Uh, could you explain to people why this needs to be at least investigated at a starting point? Sure. I mean, it, to me, it was shocking that it wasn't investigated because I wasn't I wasn't used to that kind of Justice Department. When I when I worked for the Justice Department, which which was back in the seventies and eighties, it was both Democrat and Republican administrations at different times, and. What had to be investigated just was done. There was no interference in it. And when the allegations about Joe Biden first surfaced, of course they had to be investigated. He just that one telephone, uh, uh, rather the um, tape recorded conversation that he had at the Council on Foreign Relations, where he stood up and said that he told the president of of Ukraine, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not going to get your $1 billion that you need. Now, that's a very, very weird conversation for vice president to have. Uh, It it may be that he thought the guy was corrupt, but everybody he was dealing with in Ukraine was more corrupt than that prosecutor. The president of Ukraine took a $100 million bribe, and Biden's on the phone with him probably 50 times and had dinner with him. And uh, uh, actually continues to be his friend. So it it didn't make sense to me that he was all upset about this prosecutor being corrupt, who who has a small little car, a small little house, and wears rather ordinary clothes. He's hardly, if he is corrupt, he's not terribly good at it. And then when I found out that his son was part of the company, the guy was investigating. I said, this is, this is, uh, this has to be investigated. So I did. I was also investigating allegations that Hillary Clinton was paying for dirty information on Trump, Trump Jr., 
and Manafort. And that turned out to be part of the whole Steele dossier. It hadn't come out yet. And I I really didn't know what it was at that point. And that Biden was also part of that. And that part of the pressure on the president to get rid of the prosecutor was to get a case dismissed on George Soros. Soros' company, Antac, had a criminal case against it. And actually, the bribe was to have four cases dismissed. One of them was Burisma, which is the company that Hunter worked for. And the other was Antac, which was a company that was run by Soros's people. And that company was implicated in getting a lot of dirt, particularly on Manafort, including uh, for, for, forged evidence. So this was a very complicated case. And I turned it over. I tried to... They had tried to give it to the Justice Department. The Justice Department turned it down. The people that were witnesses for me would not deal with the FBI because their experience with the FBI was a corrupt FBI agent in Ukraine who actually had gone to work for Soros. So I gave it to the State Department. They, they didn't do anything with it. They sat on it for three or four months. Then I gave it to the Justice Department. U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh at the direction of Bill Barr. They started to investigate it and stopped. And then right before the election, the hard drive came into my possession through uh, my lawyer and Mr. Isaacs. Mr. Isaacs had tried to give the hard drive to numerous people. Well, first he gave it to the FBI, and like me, for seven months, nothing happened. Then he tried to give it to two or three people in Congress who were afraid to deal with them. And he gave it to me because, uh, not, you know, just because he said I was the only person he could trust. And he was afraid for his life. And when I, you know, I'm curious, Rudy, if I could ask a question here uh, for a moment, sorry to interrupt, but he tried to give it to Congress. Did, did he try to, who did he try to give it to in Congress? Did he divulge that? He didn't. Uh, I think I know, but I would be guessing. I haven't seen the letter. I don't want to do that. Right. Uh, I, one for sure. I, I know one for sure that he wrote to. Now, you know, it could be. In my case, we paid attention to him. You could have looked at this letter and said, oh, this man is crazy. I mean, you get a lot of letters like that, Dave, uh, in public office. And, you know, if you're a well-known i'm sure you get letters like that too and you never know is this one real or is this a crazy person well i was away working with the president and my lawyer got the letter and he read the letter to me on the phone and he said i just have an instinct about this guy i don't know this sounds very sincere what what do we have to lose by calling him and i'll check him out so my lawyer spent a week not only checking him out but verifying the hard drive. Now, my lawyer was the former chief of the criminal division in the Southern District. He's a very well-trained prosecutor. He's one of the best criminal lawyers in New York. And he happened to, happened to be my first student assistant. So I trained him also. Right? And he, he gave it to me and he said, I'm going to tell you, this is the real thing. This is Hunter Biden's computer for a five-year period. And I've listened to just a little bit of it in order to verify it. But from what I've listened to, this is this is a uh, minefield of crimes. 
And, so, then we- and then let me go to the point of verification here, because something else that doesn't, you know, and we need to plant these foundations for, for the process, what happened. Uh, under the law, he left that laptop, he abandoned it. So yep. Mr. Isaacs had procession, so it was not stolen. It no, was actually, not hacked or anything. It was his property at that point. Absolutely right. Very. Cl- in fact, he had a piece of paper. The uh, the terms on which he he actually got three devices to fix. He fixed one and gave it to him right there when Hunter was there. A second device he gave back to him and he told him it was too old to fix. Wasn't worth it. The third one was the laptop. And he said, I'm not sure I'll be able to fix it. I have to see if I can get a part for it or something. But call me tomorrow. So he had one more conversation with him on the phone and told him that he was going to be able to fix it. It would take about two or three weeks. But Hunter signed a document that said, if you don't come back to your property, I've forgotten if it said six months or nine months or some period of time, the property then becomes the property of the merchant. So we were well beyond that period. In fact, he didn't, he didn't listen to the laptop until we were beyond the period. And he had heard a little bit of it when he was fixing it. And you know why he got upset? Because Biden was all over television saying he never had anything to do with the son's foreign clients. And he had seen text messages about meetings that Biden had with foreign clients. And he had seen text messages about um, I think he had seen text messages about money going to Biden also. So while he was listening to this and and uh, and the president, oh, and the president was about to get impeached to the Ukrainian thing. He said he said to himself, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is all true. Who could believe this? So he called the FBI. He gave it to the FBI. They called him. A day or two later to figure out how to get into certain portions of it. And then he never heard from them again. Didn't hear a word from them again. And that's when he decided he would have to reach out uh, to us. Now, we, we verified it. You start off with handwriting. Then you, you, look, you look at the hard, the hard drive, which is just the computer, right? You reproduce it on a computer. And you see some names there of people you can trust and you call them and you say, did you communicate with on such and such? It was only about three years old. Did you communicate with Hunter Biden on is this the hard? It, it, give me the numbers. So you check it out. Uh, finally, you could, by looking at it, you could check it out. It contained numerous pictures uh, that only he would have taken and he would have had. And finally, the best answer of all was his lawyer called up the New York Post and asked to have Hunter Biden's computer returned to him. So his lawyer verified it. By the time the Post published it, that was probably the most provable thing in the world was that that was Hunter Biden's hard drive. By the mere fact that the lawyer called up and asked for it. But it also right. So now we have a chain of custody. We have verification. It's all four, within four the boundaries of the law. Verified. Right. Yeah. Now, 
now now there's two lines that I want to follow here, Rudy. And, you know, I get it. You know this. The media, the salacious, the videos, the crack smoking, the hookers, the other things. But there's also questionable pictures on that hard drive of, you know, potentially younger women, something that you've said on this show and in many times on your show and other media, that that would warrant at least a visit or an investigation. There's another line of, there's another line I'd like to follow. And if you want to weigh in on what's there too, on the, that part of potential illegality, but aside from the fact that smoking crack is illegal, uh, you know, and other things and other activities, but now there's, what else is there in the form of documents, in emails, potentially? Would these things that lead, wow. things that were backed up by Tony Bobolinsky's release of his information from WhatsApp and others, things detailed by Miranda, Miranda Devine in Laptop from Hell, uh, and John Solomon and others who really dug into this. So these are the things that I think we should be more concerned about. Am I right there that this is what 100%. leads to the question about the big guy and about Joe Biden? Well, the most the 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 two things that I guess we should be the most concerned about. Uh, the first thing that we looked at was Ukraine because that was the issue that was paramount at the time, and that was the, that was the thing that got Mr. Isaacs upset. So he had already pointed that out. He had already that was already obviously uh, there. So we went right to that. And immediately we could see that he had he had met with uh, one of the number two guy in Burisma, even though for four years he had been lying and saying he met with no one there, that uh, he was briefed on the details of it, that uh, Blinken had meetings with uh, Burisma people that would be considered ones that should be registered that weren't. Uh, Blinken brought. Uh, Hunter into the State Department through a, a back door uh, so nobody would see it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, one of the things that jumped out was a money laundering transaction that took place in 2016 in which, oh gosh, about $3.2 million was laundered to the, to the Biden company. And it went from Ukraine to to Latvia, Latvia, to Cyprus, Cyprus, to New York. And it had been disguised as a loan. It was actually a payment. And there was a notation on it, 900000 for Vice President Biden. Uh, so now, now this has to be investigated. And then all of a sudden, I'm going through it. Nobody had noticed this before. And I read this text. I'll never forget it. I mean, the, the date of the text is... is Easy to remember, it was Christmas Day 2018. And uh, Hunter texted his daughter uh, something about, like, you, you may be taking this over, but uh, the family has never had any respect for me. Even though I've paid all the bills for the family for 30 years, but maybe Pop won't require you to give him 50% of your income. Well, that shocked the hell out of me when I read that. And I said, I mean, this, I had prosecuted conspiracy cases, racketeering cases. I never had anything as clear as that. I mean, that's the, the, that's the description spelled out in his own words 
of a bri- of a bri- of a bri- of thirty year bribery scheme. I mean, there'd be no reason for him to give half his salary to his father. And then when you looked at what he was earning money for, he was earning money for things that <laughs> that involved using his father's influence. There's a text. Well, then that would bring up a question, which I want to put in here for the audience, Rudy. And I, we're, I'm so glad we're breaking this down in steps because the question that naturally comes to mind for someone listening is, you know, without Biden, see, without his father, how would he be able to do this? He's not an expert in oil and gas industry. He's not an expert in business. He's someone that, you know, a corporation, whether it be a Chinese or Ukrainian or a Russian former mayor or whoever, someone, Burisma Holdings is a pretty big company, they wouldn't just trust a crack-smoking addict who's got videos of Russian hookers out there and other hookers whose questionable behavior, you know, they wouldn't, why would they go to him? I mean, this is not somebody a company goes to, to represent them. And if you look at Devin Archer and other business partners, they at least have something maybe in the business community, but not Hunter Biden. No, Devin Archer was the, Devin Archer was a legitimate business guy, although he really he really was a politician. He worked for John Kerry. He was very in fact he was like one of John Kerry's biggest fundraisers, uh, and he was close to Biden. And, and and John Kerry's stepson was the third partner in the company. It was Archer, Kerry's stepson, and Hunter Biden, and uh, they made a lot of money. But all of it, almost all of it, is money that you could see was intended to influence the president, the vice president, or the secretary of state. And then it's spelled out in some of the texts, like the, 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 the high-ranking official of Burisma who met with the vice president and then sends a text back thanking Devin Archer and Hunter for setting it up, basically makes it clear that he has, they have to keep him, meaning Biden, informed because they may need Biden to save the company, meaning Vice President Biden. That, that's what the bribe was, David. People think it was to get his son out. The original deal was Zloshevsky was going to pay them approximately $2 million a year. And Biden was going to use his influence on Poroshenko, the president of Ukraine, to have the case dropped against the company. So that would include, of course, Hunter, Devin Archer, Zloshevsky. Zloshevsky is a, is a crooked uh, Ukrainian oligarch who, by the way, just is Russian-oriented. He was part of the Russian-leaning government that got thrown out. He ran away. He ran away with $5 billion personally, $25 billion company. And he, he was, uh, I mean, he's basically on the side of the Russians who had just taken over Ukraine and, and the Bidens are doing business with him. I mean, Hunter Biden was uh, partners in a private equity fund with Whitey Bulger's nephew. He got $41 million from China. That's documented by Schweiger in his book. All I could do with the hard drive is show the contract 
I don't have the, the hard drive doesn't have evidence of the payment. And from the contract, it, look, it looks like they're going to get $30 million. But apparently he found the money, he traced money up to about $41 million. Then there's a $1 billion commitment by the Chinese government, the Bank of China, by the Chinese communists, to that private equity fund. So the Bank of China becomes a partner with Hunter Biden, John Kerry's stepson, and Whitey Bulger's nephew. And they may be partners today. That's the transaction that he refuses to say whether he's out of or still in or that eventually they put $1.5 billion in that. Now, by the time we got to the hard drive, my concern became, how can this man be president? It would be like Franklin Roosevelt getting $41 billion from Hitler and you know $20 billion from Japan and then being the president of the United States during the Second World War. See, that's where a lot of people start to ask the questions about the potential for compromise or, at a minimum, oh. influence in decisions. And, and that's, that's a tricky landscape to navigate, to be fair, to prove anything or not. But the fact that there's been no real investigation, you produced real evidence in what was on the laptop, we now see, Rudy, in the current news stories, and I have been reading these and checking on them for a few days now, or better part of a week, what seems to be a way to walk this off while Hunter builds, or at least maybe his lawyers, build some form of a defense strategy, uh, a strategy that he's going to register as a foreign agent, you know, to try to push that off, that they're going to try and push things back down to a civil crime rather than potential criminal activity in a sense to neutralize this evidence and you know i mean look you're one of the top prosecutors and attorneys out there and have been for years i mean do you think that kind of strategy could pull him out of this and then help shield the president well i think you i think you're onto something there david i think First of all, you know, the, the Times and the Washington Post, after having crucified everybody involved in this, including me, as Russian agents and uh, liars and scoundrels and who knows who else who are, not patriots, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they go ahead and confirm that the hard drive is his. But they only reveal 10% of what's in it, and really the least serious 10%. One is taxes. Well, that's like, you know, Al Capone. Let's get him on taxes. Uh, and the other is his failure to file, which after all is a crime they resurrected just to go after Manafort. People just never get prosecuted for this. This is a new thing that we now do because we've politicized criminal law. But Generally, if someone didn't register as a foreign agent for the last hundred years, they paid a fine until they decided they had to prosecute Manafort for something. So, I mean, those those two, I I could see I could see him maybe not even civil, maybe having to plead guilty and get a suspended sentence, and now everything's over. Right. And then you've insulated uh, Joe Biden because 
the, the, the public perception is Hunter leads to Biden. And if you neutralize Hunter, then it then all of a sudden, how do you get to Biden? And of course, the politicization of the department. All right. We, I know we only have a minute left here, Rudy, but just a quick thought on what should happen next. Special prosecutors should be appointed. There is independent of whether Hunter Biden is a witness or not. In my view, professional view, there's overwhelming evidence that the president of the United States was the head of a racketeering enterprise that existed for 30 years. It wasn't just Hunter. It was James, his brother, others who got money for him. There's evidence of the money going to him. There's evidence of Hunter paying for the family expenses that no son would ever pay for. There's evidence of cash going directly to Joe. There are conversations uh, between the son and the father that make it clear that the father was also aware of other criminal activity of the sons. Uh, I mean, it's a case that any prosecutor, (laughs) if it was somebody else, believe me, the guy would have been, he'd be in prison by now. They'd have have prosecuted him for three years ago when it first came out. I mean, it actually first came out in in uh, January of uh, twenty eight of January of twenty eighteen, somebody would have taken that case in January twenty eighteen, investigated it, and in four months, there'd have been a racketeering indictment against the Biden crime family. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, host of Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense. You can get all the info at RudyGiulianiCS dot com. Also on uh, WABC in New York. Uh, Rudy, thank you. I wanted to make sure that, you know, those that are leaving you out of the story, you're the central point of this evidence that needs to be looked into. Thank you. Well, thank you, David. That's really excellent. Thank you. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.